Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Play action. Looking. Punch. Throws down the middle. Touchdown! Arkansas! Oh, my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. Oh, this Clint Sterner is putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. To a oh. wide open receiver. It's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown. Third and four. Blitz coming. Prescott throws backwards and intercepted. Jenkins has another one. Racing down the sidelines. Rayshon Jenkins is going to win it. In, in overtime, uh, crossing route was throwing it low on purpose uh, and just wasn't able to, uh, to make the play and the connection between us two and obviously tips up and guy makes a great catch right there above the ground and ends the game. Very magnanimous of Dak Prescott to call it a great catch by the guy. We welcome in Clint Sterner on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Clint, that is not the way to end a ball game. It was just one small part of a wild, crazy, I mean, in some ways, unprecedented weekend in the NFL. Yeah, man, it, it was uh, it was as entertaining a weekend as you're going to find in the NFL. I, I think we talked about it last time I was on, guys. But this this uh, next. I don't know, the last month of the season, you get down to 17 ball games. I guess you got 18 weeks. So when you look at, at week 15 through 18, man, it, it, uh, especially in a year of just in the NFL, man, where you got a lot of seven-win football teams that are right on that bubble of that seventh spot. you got, um, you know, I think some really good football teams at the top that I think are going to end up sparring for that number one overall spot to buy in the playoffs. So, And then you got – a team like the one that I cover down here in, in Texas that's trying their damnedest to play spoilers. So th- this time of year in the NFL, man, this is when it gets, to me, it gets really, really interesting and, and you, you're somewhat invested in watching these ball games instead of the first the first 14 weeks of the season. You're just kind of entertained because it's football, it's on TV, it's a reason to drink a cold beer and hang with your buddies and watch ball. But now, man, it gets down to the cutting time and every game means something. So what a weekend from look from the start to the finish, I, the, the Minnesota game, man, I, I turn it on and and it's it's thirty zip in the second quarter. I turn, I immediately turn it back off and go outside and start start working around in the yard, and I'll be dang if I, if that game didn't flip. So yeah, what a weekend, man, no no doubt. Yeah, we'll get deep into that one in a second. As far as the Cowboys go, I guess the only solace from the weekend is they did clinch a playoff spot with the way the Giants Commanders game ended. I'm guessing they did not talk about that. Afterwards, though, that probably was not how they were uh, where they were focused. So, you know, again, it just it was disappointing in a couple of ways because it really set up what could have been a huge game next week with Philadelphia. It's still a big game potentially, I guess. But now that both teams have punched their ticket, and the Eagles are kind of the de facto East Division champions. I don't know how much of a difference it makes. I guess the Eagles now just need to continue to move forward to try to be the one seed in the in the uh, NFC. But um, I don't know. It's just kind of disappointing, but. Uh, the Cowboys, you know, it's weird. They're weird. I don't know what to expect from them week to week. I have so much faith in them when they're playing well, but games like yesterday, and admittedly, I mean, Jacksonville's not trash, but it's uh, it's got to give you some pause. 
Well, I mean, it definitely fall. Justin. I mean, look, we're two weeks ago, we and I'm guilty as any, two weeks ago, I'm sitting there going, man, this just doesn't feel like the same old Cowboy team. This seems like a team that can make a run. This seems like a team that has a true identity and got some discipline in what they're doing offensively and defensively. And and everybody's talking about, um, you know, this defense being one of, if not the best in, in the NFL. And, um, you know, we're all talking about Michael Parsons as a, a defensive player that, that's on the fringe of being the MVP conversation. And then all of a sudden, like two weeks when the Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars, they've come back down to earth, and I think they've exposed themselves as, as potentially the same old Cowboys. they got problems on defense. There's no question about that. And offensively, the question at this point in time, you know, usually I, I thought it was going to be Kellen Moore and and can he be disciplined, and if so, then the Cowboys have a chance to be really special and have a special year. And now – it's coming up to the defense and Dak again instead of instead of the one mon- the one elephant in the room of Kellen Moore and him getting pass happy and the pass happy typically is a vertical risky approach and um, boy now we're right back to having a handful of problems or, or, or questions instead of instead of just one I'll argue Justin from at least from Jerry's perspective um, that now the Eagles game is even more important. Clearly, it's not for the NFC East. It's not for all the marbles in the conference. But in terms of the way we look at it and, and the way the Cowboys are going to be viewed going to the playoffs, they've got to come out and play well and beat Philadelphia. Or the conversation is going to be, boy, here comes the same old Dallas limping in. They're going to be one and done. Um, they don't really scare anybody at this point in time. Hell, I've already heard it start. To, I heard a conversation this morning. On uh, NFL Network, Justin, I, I love I love the the, uh, the morning show over there. I'm listening to those guys, and they make the in a conversation about the Detroit Lions possibly sneaking in. They legitimately, and whether you agree or not is is really irrelevant. But the conversation was, and the question asked was, would you rather see the Dallas Cowboys right now, or would you rather see the Detroit Lions? That's where the conversation is. After the Cowboys played the Texans one week and the Jacksonville Jaguars the next, it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy how it's rolling for the for the Texans. I mean for the uh, Cowboys. Clint third and long, about a minute twenty left in the game. Dallas has the ball third and ten. Jacksonville has called their first two timeouts. It's third and long. What do you do here? Do you go for the jugular, try to get the win, get that first down, or do you make Jacksonville use their last timeout, punt the ball, pin them deep? Well, what's the? Give me the rest of the situation here, because I, I, I didn't. Of course, I'm, I'm watching. I'm at the Texas game, watching that debacle unfold as, as, uh, as this is going on. So Cowboys I, are I, up. I, they're up three. They're up three. Third and ten. Make them waste their last time out. Yeah, I'd punt. I'd punt. I'd punt. I'd be. I'd, I'd run it and and uh, and punt and make it, and pin them deep. And try to try to uh, make them use their last time out. Then they got to go to this. College football is a little bit different with a timeout. Yeah. Um, how much time was on the clock? Minute twenty left, third and ten. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm punting. I'm punting that. I'm making them wait timeout that thing and uh, and making them drive the with no timeout. Yeah, that became crucial because there was a point in the game where if they they'd had to use their last timeout and then the last play that set up the field goal, they couldn't have run. You you know because they would have never been able to get the field goal unit out there to call timeout. And the play before that, there was a debate as to whether the receiver got, got out, of out of bounds and they were going to have to burn their timeout. And they ruled ultimately that he was out of bounds and didn't yeah. have to burn it. Otherwise, that would, they would have tackled him in bounds. It would have yeah. been the same difference too. So could have used that last timeout. Yeah. 
Uh, the, the buzz is crazy, though, guys. I mean, again, of course, um, you know, I'm in Houston, and, and half of the fan, you know, half of the, the city here are, are Cowboy fans. Mm-hmm. You got a chunk of them that are old school Oilers fans, and they they like the Titans. And then you got when the things rolling for the Texans, the Texans are 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 obviously, you know, half the city. And 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 boy, when yesterday with that game going the way it went, and then all of a sudden the Cowboys game gets flipped upside down. That day in press box, everybody's talking about man, the Cowboys are on the verge of losing. So the buzz. Buzz was about the Cowboys game there, there at the end while we were in overtime versus Town. So it, it was uh, – I was following what was going on, but I wasn't able to lay eyes on it when it was happening. Two of the craziest things we'll ever see and probably won't ever see again in our lifetime. 33-zip, Minnesota is down, and they come back and win the game, 39-36 in overtime. And then the last play on the Raiders-Patriots game where the Patriots try to do too much. They throw it back across the field on a lateral. It gets intercepted, and the Raiders take it in for a score on the final play of the game. It's just mind-boggling. I don't know which one's more unlikely. I suppose the comeback probably would be, but just crazy. Just a crazy day. I mean, it's it's a hard-to-predict game at times. Yeah, you know, the, the crazy thing about the New England situation goes back to what I was talking about last week and, and just Belichick. I mean, typically Belichick has the most buttoned-up team and, and organization in the business, and now all of a sudden he's got a running back pitching a ball to a receiver that's going all the way back across the field. And, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but the – the post-game comments from Jacoby Myers that he that, that wasn't planned. He, right. just, he said he thought Mac Jones was open, so he's going to throw it to him. Didn't see uh, Chandler Jones back there. So in any way it goes, to even like let your like, like to think that a Bill Belichick coach football team that just went freestyle in, in that moment mm. is absolutely crazy. But then again, you know, you look at, at the way that Minnesota game went. They they. It's it's one of those games where I look at it. I really struggle down down again down here with Lovey Smith, the defensive minded head coach. I really struggle with the coach that overemphasizes the importance of winning the turnover battle and and overemphasizes all the fundamental football one hundred and one. Um, you know, you got to tackle well. You can't turn the football over. You can't take risks with the football. You got to check it down. And you got to you know all this kind of stuff. And then when I when I see a game unfold the way that one that one played out, I mean that team had three turnovers on down, they had a punt for six, they had three uh, turnovers. One of them was a pick six, um, and somehow end up winning that ball game thirty nine to thirty six. And that, now I know that's not ideal. That's not how you want to play the game. But but my point is when you've got an offense that is all gas, no brakes, and you've got an offense that has a plan for everything, they are unbelievably prepared, you always have a chance. And now I did, I did look, the 90, I think it was 90 to 1, the live bet that you could have made when it was 33 to zip, mm-hmm. um, when it was 33 to zip in that ball game. I did, I did not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I made that bet. But my point is, as, as a guy that covers the game and watches the game, it, it's just, and, and feels strongly uh, about having an offense Having an identity, having a plan. Um, when when you get to a two minute play, like I, I mean, I've covered a team in the Texas. There's been two or three different times over a two year span where, hey coach, why didn't you go for two right there? Well, we didn't have a two point ready. Hey coach, why didn't you go for fourth down right there? Man, we just we didn't have a play. We felt good at fourth and one. What? What the hell are you talking about? You didn't have a play you felt good about. Like that. That is to see a team come back from that kind of deficit. Um, obviously it's history, but for me it's one of those of like, man, it's refreshing to see a team that is unbelievably well-coached offensively. Got some great players, no doubt, but 
to put it all together in a half of football and show people what is possible when you're well coached in a well oiled machine. It, it was it was fun to watch. The fun other, to see. Yeah, the other thing about the uh, Raiders game is they caught a touchdown late in the game that shouldn't have been. It was pretty clear to most people right, who saw yeah. it, and the officials said that they couldn't overturn it after it was ruled a touchdown, but his foot was clearly out of bounds by everybody else's view. It was widely agreed to, so it was a bit of a blank show. Why couldn't they overturn yep. it? They could have. They said there wasn't enough evidence. You go back and well, watch I saw it, I, I, and I couldn't understand it. The sound wasn't up, and I saw the replay, and I'm like, well, he's out of bounds. Yeah. And then they show the official come out and say touchdown. I'm yeah. like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I'm sure they'll probably be asked about it a little more this week. we got to move on real quick. Uh, Clint, just your, your uh, overall thoughts, I guess, on Arkansas's defensive coordinator hire um, in the form of Travis Williams, who's coming up from Central Florida. Yeah, I'm, I'll be honest. Don't know. Don't know a whole lot about him. Um, had had uh, didn't cover Central Florida at the times I did watch. I, I'm watching for Gus Malzahn. I'm a Gus Malzahn fan. Um, I'm watching their offense. I, I really didn't pay much mind to their their defense. So I've got to do some due diligence here here over the next week or so um, on on exactly what that looks like, what they're going to do, and and, uh, and and get a plan together on him. Justin, to be completely honest with you, so. Um, I'm, I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold comment on, on that one. I, I tell you what I did love uh, is just some of the things that I'm hearing um, and seeing on, on on social media from the standpoint of, of some comments coming out of out of Fayetteville from Sam Pittman with, um, to foremost, just him being uh, completely uh, transparent on what the problem was this year. Red zone offense. They were out physical at times, and uh, the secondary. I, I just it's refreshing to see a coach that has no problem. One, he clearly has a great relationship with his staff and his players because he can openly talk like that, you know, to, to the to the media. But, um, you know, those are things that Arkansas has just got to be really, really – they've got to be better than most if you're going to win, you know, nine, ten ball games. If you're going to give yourself a chance to win nine or ten and give yourself a chance, uh, you know, in the games where you're fighting an uphill battle, Alabama, LSU typically – um, Georgia, when you face them, you've got to be great in the red zone. Well, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me say this. You've got to be more physical than your opponent, nine out of ten ball games. So it was refreshing to see Sam Pittman you know, put that out there, own those things, and uh, acknowledge those things publicly. And, and now we'll see if he can go out there. <laughs> well, indeed. Clint, we'll talk to you on, I don't know, we're going to figure out a day. We're off Friday, so we'll figure out a day that works for you to uh, get your second hit in this week, and maybe you'll know a little more about the new D.C., and we can visit about that then. I, I guarantee you I will. I'll dig into it, Justin. Y'all be good, man. All right, buddy. Thank you. Clint Sterner, thank right, you to Motorsports Authority as well, msastore.com.